Hello, beautiful souls. It's Kimberly, Virginia, your host of the Soulful Motherhood by Design podcast, where we go deep on all things motherhood. I'm a certified positive discipline parent educator, accredited life coach, human design specialist, and mother of two precious kiddos. Through inspiring conversations, I'll guide you on this soulful motherhood journey and help you to create peace in your home and your heart, raise kind and loving humans, all while living your soul's purpose. So let's get started. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soulful Motherhood by Design podcast with me, your host, Kimberly Virginia. I'm so excited for you to be here today with me. I am doing a solo episode today. I really wanted to share a little bit more with you about what inspired me to really commit to positive discipline way back when I was pregnant with Sailor, which was over about which was almost three years ago. During that time, I mentioned this in an episode recently with Mary Tamborski, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, who really got me started with positive discipline, mentors me in positive discipline, and is also my family therapist. We go to her for anything that's happening with us individually, us as a couple, but also what's happening behaviorally with Marley. And when when I was pregnant, Marley really started exhibiting some of the behaviors that had me wanting to find a resource to support her because as a parent, a new parent and a parent pregnant with a second child, the behaviors that I was seeing were just so startling to me. And I had no idea that it was normal. I felt really alone. I didn't have a community of women or parents who were talking about these sorts of normal behaviors, quote unquote, normal behaviors. So my husband and I were pretty alarmed, you know, I mean, just to share a little story about what I'm talking about, uh, crazy tantrums beyond, you know, just hunger or tired or too hot. Some of the behaviors made me feel like she was seeking revenge on us for things. Or sometimes I felt like, she was trying to um, just keep me busy or get special attention and kind of like be manipulative. And it was so startling to me. I'm like, what is this? And what am I doing wrong? And with positive discipline, what I really learned is that those behaviors are really developmentally normal, especially when you start to understand the concept of the belief behind the behavior. And I love that Mary started by showing this to me, a visual of it. And I, you know, obviously you guys can't see me, but imagine an iceberg. You only see obviously the the iceberg, the top of the iceberg over the water, right? Like we all kind of think of Titanic maybe, and you kind of only saw the top of it, but underneath was this huge, you know, huge iceberg that just kind of crushed the side of this boat, right? but you couldn't really see that. It was like, what's underneath the water? What's really causing this? And it's the same idea with a belief behind the behavior. So name your poison with the behavior, right? Like hitting or um, revenge on you or manipulation, or what if they're like giving up and they just want to be left alone? That's the behavior. But then you dissect it a little bit and you find out what is the belief underneath that? And how do I parent to that? How do I coach and and help my child to that belief? Because then with that, I'm actually going to be making an impact and having a long-term effect on these behaviors that are coming up. One of the things I love that 
I learned and still am learning and in my certification process learned is that, you know, the punitive style measures of discipline that a lot of us um, are accustomed to hearing about because we were raised that way with timeouts and spankings and yelling and, you know, go to your room by yourself, think about what you did. Those measures, and by the way, again, there's no place for shame here. If you've done that, if you're doing that, if it's happened, know that you're not alone. Like we've all done that and we're trying to do better, right? We're trying to learn ways that are really going to impact our children to be responsible, kind, loving human beings, right? And the way we're going to do that is by learning what these behaviors, what's what's really behind them and supporting our children with, with uncovering that belief with some methods that we know within positive discipline, which I'm about to get into and having them really make long lasting impact because the punitive measures that we all know about those might stop that behavior in the moment, but they're not going to help you long-term. They're not going to help you build the relationship with your child long-term. They're not going to help you have more peace in your home as a parent long-term, and they're not going to help the child. And, and I just have to share everybody that man, have I had a week with my kiddo. There's so many things that go into that. The heat, uh, being out of routine with summer, you know, summer camp and all those things, the astro- astrological things that are going on right now, human design transits. There's so many things that go into that. And even for me, as someone who studies that and coaches women on that and coaches parents on how to handle that with their kiddo and raise your kid with their unique design and all of that, I still have weeks that are really hard. Remembering that I know that even if right now it feels like these kind and firm methods of parenting don't feel like they're working, I know long-term they're making an impact on my child. And I don't always feel like I'm quote unquote winning, but I do know that sticking with it and taking deep breaths and trying to uncover what what the belief is and coaching to that and supporting my kiddo to that, I know that the end goal is all these amazing things that I want for my child as they grow and develop and as we develop our relationship. So what I'm going to share with you today is something called the mistaken goals of childhood behavior. And this is obviously from positive discipline. This is from my positive discipline workbook that I use in my six week program, coaching mothers, especially mothers who are learning how to navigate um, challenging behavior with their kids and this chart is like gold. What what it goes through is what are the four mistaken goals of child's misbehavior, right? Your child's misbehavior. And today we'll go through all four of them and we're going to learn a way that you can identify it pretty quickly and easily by how you feel. What's the way you feel when you experience that behavior? What's the way you react when you experience that behavior? And I'll share a little bit about what each of them is, what each of the mistaken goals is. And then we'll talk about how you're feeling, how you can identify what that mistaken goal is with your child. And we'll also go behind, you know, what's the belief that the child has when they're expressing that? What is their belief? And then what are some things that you can do to support your child to get out of that behavior? How can you parent to it in a meaningful way? I'm so excited to share this with you. And I'll share the resources in the notes, of course, always, 
because this is a lot to remember. So for those of you who um, are maybe driving in your car or maybe on your walk or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts, just know that um, you can pause this, go back and listen, or you can reference the show notes. Um, I know I have some people who have expressed they like to pause and take notes with some of the things that I've been sharing. This would be a great time for those of you who uh, maybe have a child who is, let's say, up until like I could say maybe even nine um, is is where this is really targeted to. But I got to be honest with you. I've actually been able to use this with people in the workplace as well, because people in the workplace or people in relationships, there's a belief behind those behaviors too. So this is a fascinating tool to really expand how you view how people are interacting with each other. If there's a workplace problem, if there's a problem in your relationship, um, you can kind of start to think about it in a way of, you know what, this is the behavior I'm seeing, but there's something rooted in it that's causing this. Let's let's dissect that. So we're going to start with the four mistaken goals. And the first one is undue attention. And that means to keep others busy or to get special service. With that one, if you are feeling as a parent, or if you are feeling as an auntie or an uncle or a teacher, an educator, or a child coach for soccer or whatever sport you're doing, if you feel annoyed, and irritated and worried and guilty, it's very likely that the child's goal is undue attention. If you tend to react by reminding or coaxing, doing things for the child that he or she could really do themselves, your expectations are pretty low of them. And the child's response is, you know, stopping temporarily, maybe, but later resuming that same, you know, disturbing behavior stops when given one-on-one attention. So those things will really point to the mistaken goal of undue attention. Now, the belief behind that behavior is I count or belong only when I'm being noticed or getting special service. I'm important only when I'm keeping people busy with me. What the child really needs and what the adults can do to encourage that is to notice them, involve them usefully, redirect by involving in a useful task. Say, I love you and I blank. Example is, I care about you and I will spend time with you later. Avoid special services, say it only once and then act. Plan special time, stay, set up the routines with your kiddo, take time for training, use family meetings, touch without words, set up nonverbal signals. So those are some of the things you can do for a child whose goal is to really just kind of like keep you busy and get a lot of special service. The next one is power to be the boss. If the parent or teacher or coach, like we said, educator is feeling challenged, threatened, defeated, determined, and they tend to react by fighting, giving in, thinking you can't get away with it, or I'll make you wanting to be right all the time. And if the child's response is to intensify their behavior, uh, defiant compliance, feels he or she has won when the parent or teachers are upset, uh, passive power, their belief is I belong only when I'm the boss or I'm in control or proving that no one can boss me around. You can't make me. Now, what the child really needs here and what you can do to encourage them is to let them help, give them choices. 
Acknowledge that you can't make him or her do something and ask for their help. Offer a limited choice, withdraw from conflict and calm down, be firm and kind, act, don't talk, decide what you'll do. Let routines be the boss, get help from the child to set reasonable and few limits, practice follow through, redirect to positive power, and again, use family meetings. So the next one is revenge. And let me tell you, I have personal experience with this one a lot with my kiddo. And again, there's no shame here and don't, I'm not trying to shame or blame my daughter, but this is, this is very vulnerably for me to share. This is a really common one for us. And it's, it triggers me. And I know it because I, of the way that I feel with this behavior, revenge to get even. I often feel hurt, disappointed, disbelieving, or disgusted. Like I'm just so, I can't believe my child did that. I have such hurt feelings. Oh my goodness. And I tend to react by retaliating, getting even thinking, how could you do this to me? Taking the behavior really personally. Now I'm going to pause here really quickly and just say one of the really impactful things I do with my coaching one-on-one with moms and parents is to not only identify this, but then we talk about your human design, why specifically your design might have you lean towards these feelings more and how you can really use your human design as a tool, as a resource, along with positive discipline tools and resources to really parent your child in a unique way. So I combine both of them. And I think it's really fascinating because a lot of my, um, not only my human design, but my astrological signs really play into this for me. So anyway, to go back to it, if the child then reacts by, you know, you saying you're retaliating, you're getting even, how could you do this to me? Taking the behavior personally and the child's response is to retaliate further, hurt others, damage property, getting even, escalating the same behavior or choosing another weapon of choice. And I don't mean a physical weapon. I just mean whatever the way they are getting revenge, um, they continue to do that or escalate that. Um, and the belief behind that behavior is I don't think I belong. So I'll hurt others as I feel hurt. I can't be liked or loved. Oh, that's such a brutal one. That's such a brutal one. Just even reading it, it hurts me to read it. And I just want to be really honest with you all that in coaching and working with my moms, this one is the hardest one because to hear that your child feels like they don't belong, they're going to hurt others because they're hurting. I mean, that's the last thing any of us want right? You're not listening to a soulful motherhood by design podcast because you want your child to be hurting, right? I'm not doing this podcast because I want my child to be hurting. That's the exact opposite of of what I want, what we want. So it's hard to hear sometimes. Just remember that this is all part of learning and you're not doing anything wrong. Mistakes are opportunities to learn and we're all in this together in a way specifically for this mistaken goal that you can encourage your child and really work with them is, is to validate their feelings, acknowledge that they're hurting. Oh, you're hurt. I see that. Tell me more. Tell me how, how you're hurting. Can we talk about that? Use reflective listening. Don't take the behavior personally. Share your feelings as well. Apologize. Use the, you know, the R's of recovery, which we'll talk about in another episode. I'll put those in the show notes too. avoid punishment and retaliation, show that you care, encourage their strengths, 
And again, use family in class meetings. That one is such a great tool. We'll have to do a podcast on that one too, how to host a family meeting. But those are some great ways to really just validate your child's hurting. You're not trying to fix it. You're not trying to tell them, you know, doubt it or again, take it personally because the fastest way through feeling or the fastest way like over a feeling it is really through it. Let them feel it. Oh, create that space so that they feel they can be honest with what's going on with them. The next one and the last one is assumed inadequacy to give up and to be left alone. If you as a parent or an educator, a teacher, coach feel despair, hopeless, helpless, and inadequate yourself, and you react by giving up or doing for them, over helping, showing a lack of faith, your expectations might be too high, and your child's response is to retreat further, to be passive, maybe no improvement, avoids trying, and looks for evidence to to prove their inadequacy. And the belief behind that is, I don't believe that I can belong. So I'll convince others not to expect anything of me. I'm helpless and unable. It's no use trying because I won't do it right. Oh, that's tough too. I mean, these are all tough, but they're so magical because you can use these to really identify and work with your kiddo. The best way to support and encourage your child who feels um, assumed inadequacy is to not give up on them. Show them in small steps. Take time for training. Make the task easier until the child experiences success. Show faith. Encourage any positive attempt that they make, no matter how small it is. Don't give up. Do with them. Enjoy your child. Build on their investments and say, I don't give up on you. And again, use family and class meetings. So these are the mistaken goals. Those are the ways you can identify them based on your feelings and then go from there. So if you're feeling a certain way, I often do this. I have these printed out um, for myself in my office. And if I'm feeling a certain way, like I'll go back. Most of them I remember from heart now, but used to go back and look, oh, I'm feeling this way. Oh gosh. Okay. It's, it's power. Marley, Marley seeking power. So hmm, this is how I'm intensifying that or really exacerbating that. So what can I do to help and encourage them? Okay. I need to give her more choices and it needs to be proactive. It can't be reactive. So incorporating that more often helps to eliminate that belief over time. I just have to tell you that this was one of the most enchanting pieces of positive discipline for me because it was a real tangible chart with four behaviors to identify that encapsulated most of the things that I was noticing with my kiddo, with other kiddos that parents were mentioning. And even in the workplace, like in the, you know, positive discipline, there's, there's a course called empowering people in the workplace that uses a lot of the same um, Adlerian psychology that we talk about here um, to support people in the workplace. And I just find it so fascinating that when you start to really notice the behaviors people have when they're struggling and then identifying the belief, it becomes so much easier to show empathy and to work with to create solutions. And that's, of course, what we're all here for. We want to problem solve. We want to create solutions. We're not here to blame and shame our kiddos. We want to work with them to help them develop, help them be kind and loving humans who are happy and being raised in their own unique way. 
So that is a wrap for today's episode. The last thing I want to mention to you all is that I had an exciting opportunity to speak at the Positive Discipline Think Tank, which is happening this week, the week of July um, 25th. And I get to speak on a topic called labels and their impact. And it's all about what labels do um, to our children when we're labeling them, the impact that that can have. I'll try to have it recorded, maybe do a podcast on that, but I wanted to share that with you. If any of you are listening to this um, before Friday, the, let's see, 27th, 28th, uh, you can still buy a ticket to the Positive Discipline Think Tank. I will link that in the show notes. Even if you're listening to this after those dates, I'll link Positive Discipline at Lyrian Psychology in the show notes too, so that you can learn more about it. Those conferences are open to the public and they're great ways for you to learn more about um, all of these philosophies to empower you in your home, in your hearts, to be parents who are experiencing more joy. And with that, I will sign off and say, thank you so much for being here. I am just thrilled to be with you every week. And I'm so excited to see you next week. I have a very special guest who um, I will keep as a surprise, but she is going to be talking about tarot. It's going to be really fun. So I hope to see you there. Thanks everyone. Bye for now. Thank you everyone so much for being here. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring soulful content your way each week. You can also join my community via my socials, which you can find in the show notes. Until next time, bye for now.